Hello, my name is Dante Ascettino, and this is Dante's Premier League Updates podcast. Today, we'll be getting into the Premier League, into the actual thing. Let's hit it. But first, I want to talk about Anchor, the app I am using to make my podcast. It is free to use in the App Store. You can use a computer, tablet, iPad, and phone to record. It is an amazing app, free master. Go get it now if you want to make a podcast. So now, the Premier League, 11 games in. Isn't it amazing? It's only, it's already November, October done. Great stuff in October, Halloween, happy Halloween. The team on top is Liverpool with nine wins, one tie, and zero losses. They trailed by Manchester City in second, then Leicester and Chelsea in third and fourth. Liverpool are doing amazing. I am not surprised that they are undefeated. A couple of the last games are shaky, but they still get it done. They love scoring in the last minutes. Their last game, they scored in the 85th minute, the 90-plus second minute. Aston Villa thought, you know, they had a tie, maybe even a win. But, no. Liverpool, the big deal of the Premier League. That was weird. I know. So, next is Chelsea. Let's talk about Chelsea. Chelsea is doing great right now. They are doing great in the youth. Their youth is doing phenomenal. Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount, Pulisic, and Callum Hudson-Odoi just came back. You know how it is. Loved his cheek injured. And they still do good. Andres Christensen, center back. Not playing right, as much right now, but still. He's a great player. Tamori is an amazing defender. So, let's go to Tammy Abraham. Nine goals out of the 11 in the Premier League. Just the Premier League. And I think he's in phenomenally tied for second in Golden Boot with Aguero. That is insane. Aguero tied... With Tammy Abraham. Tammy Abraham, they thought, eh, 10 goals, 10 goals, whole season, you know, 10, 15, maybe. He already has almost 10 in 11 games, so I don't know what they're talking about. Mason Mount, doing great. They're putting him more in that winger position, cam position. I love that. He will get support from N'Golo Conte, Jorginho, and a bunch of other midfielders that are more experienced that could help him. Kristen Pulisic. Not been played that much in the Premier League out of the 11 games. I think he's played two or three starts, a couple appearances from subs. And he's had one goal in his last game. Before that, he got a hat-trick. He's shown Frank Lampard, I am the guy. I am the guy that you want in your team. Okay, how about Tamori? Great defending. Great speed. He even said it himself. He thinks he's one of the fastest. And he is a great defender. I think he could be the future of Chelsea. 19 years old or 20 years old player next 10 years, you know. He could be a great player for Chelsea unless he gets transferred out. Which I think could go for a lot of money in the future. Okay. Let's move on from Chelsea to Manchester United. Manchester United have a lot of struggles. Everyone thought that they'd do good after they beat Norwich 3-1, you know, back in seventh place. Let's go, good. But no, 
lost to Bournemouth, 1-0. Now they are in 10th place. Um, still top 10, but they are falling down slowly. And I think they just need the goals. They, they need those goals. They have Daniel James, young talent. Mason Greenwood, young talent. But Mason Greenwood hasn't been playing. Daniel James hasn't, hasn't been doing that much. He's done good, though. I could give that to him. I think that they need to sign a striker in January. I think they need to spend money. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer has to spend money in order to stay with the club. Because uh, right now they don't really have a striker. Marcus Rashford, I thought he'd be good. But he is not the best. He's good. Not the best. Good. Okay. I don't know if he could score every game consistently like a normal striker would. Okay. That's why I think Zlatan would be a perfect fit. Come back to Manchester United in January. You know, a little one-year contract to come. Zlatan will be a great addition. He will. I think he could still score goals in the Premier League. That's the thing, though. Because if he scores goals... Manchester United could probably get up there. Their defense isn't bad. They have Aaron Wambasaka. He's a good right back. Maguire. People are talking a little bad about him, but he is a good player. And then they have on the left back Luke Shaw. You know he's not doing the best, but gotta deal with what you can get. Okay. So let's move on to Arsenal. Arsenal struggling. Uh, haven't really won that many games. They are right now in fifth. Lucky they are, though. They have tied Wolverhampton 1-1, tied Crystal Palace 2-2. 2-0 up on Crystal Palace at the half. So, I think that they will not do as good. I think Unai Emery will be out before the end of the season. Out. By December, if they're not in the top six, there's no way he's there. No way. Some people thought that Unai Emery should have been out. Ages ago. Not ages ago, a couple games ago when they tied Crystal Palace. Uh, right now, they just, just need to fix up that thing. Connections with the players. Granted, Shaka not happy. Other players not happy. Through the armband at the ground. Okay. Thank you for watching my, di- my weekly, weekly now, podcast of Dante's Premier League updates. Thank you for now. And bye-bye. Hi, guys. This is Dante Aschettino and Dante's Premier League updates. And r- today I am here with my dad, uh, Anthony Aschettino. Say hi. Hello. Uh, so today we will be um, doing the Premier League. And um, we will be talking about all the Premier League and how they are doing. So I'm going to start us off with the league leaders, Liverpool. Undefeated. What are your thoughts on them? Well, I, I think it's very obvious right now that Liverpool, I mean, they are the team to beat. There's yeah. no question about that. And with City's re, with Manchester City, because now that Leicester City have uh, have made a run at things, you can't just say City anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that with Manchester City being the only team that's really seen as, as competition with them uh, faltering. Um, I You know, this is... This is without question Liverpool's to lose. It was last year, and then City went on, you know, a, what was it, a, a 200-game winning streak. Or, it seemed like that. Yeah. Um, but this year, Liverpool are just looking Manchester way City too good. Manchester City would have to win 18 games in a row 
to probably to take over Liverpool. Oh yeah, and to, and uh, Liverpool would have to lose as well. Yeah, lose some of the yeah. games. Yeah, could couldn't if they if they win, that's great. But if Liverpool keep winning, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Hmm? Do you think uh, Brendan Rodgers on uh, Leicester City will um, keep them in a Champions League space or challenge for the title? Well, it's a great question, and I think that right now we're about you know halfway done with the season. Um, I think it's going to be tough. Um, the advantage that Leicester has is that they're not really playing um, a whole lot of other matches, unlike uh, pretty, pretty much everyone else in that grouping, uh, in, in the top six. But um, with Rodgers, I th- I've always felt that Rodgers is an excellent coach. He was a great coach when yeah, he was I at mean, Liverpool. Like, he, 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 was, uh, once, he was one step away from... Uh, winning the title, one slip away. One slip away, literally, yeah. you know, with Gerard. Um, no, I think that he's going to do great with Leicester. I think it's going to be very interesting to see in January yeah. what type of moves Leicester I make. Think they need to sign <clears throat> some um, backup players to get their depth. For fit. depth, yep. I, the I Champions agree. League, they're going to be playing domestic cups. Well, Premier League right, and, and um, that's, that's for next year. Yeah. I'm really concerned about this year. Are they going to? Yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, Jamie Vardy uh, is just lights out scoring. The Carabao Cup and the uh, FA Cup. Um, You know, again, I don't think anyone's catching Liverpool at this point, but I do think that Leicester City can absolutely make a top uh, four finish if they if they pick up some guys in January and if they really make a run. Would you think that Liverpool would now focus, even though they still have to focus on the Premier League? If they were to focus on the Champions League a little more, maybe get try to win that because they're already heading the Premier League, would they um, like focus a little more on the Champions League right now? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I think the thing is, and this has always been the big concern, you know, th- the thing is that um, with uh, Liverpool, if they go up by that many, um, you know, points they can kind of coast through a couple of games because they're going to be a bunch of games that they could play against lower-seeded teams, you know, teams that are in the bottom half of the Premier League where they could probably rest guys. They can rest Mane, they can rest the Salah, uh, you know, they can rest a Van Dyke um, and still make a run. I think that right now Klopp has to be thinking that it's a very possible double, okay? I think that the double is definitely within his sights. Um, you know, and, and he's going to make a run for it, and, and he should, and Liverpool should. Uh, for Pep Guardiola, for Pep Guardiola in Manchester City, yeah, do you, what do you think after these amount of games is their goal for the rest of the season in the Premier League, domestic cups, and Champions League, for that matter? Well, they were unfortunate drawing Real Madrid in the Champions League I because... They could still maybe win. <clears throat> oh, no, they, could, they definitely can. I mean, listen, I, 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 let me say... They usually draw easy teams. Um, they usually do. Well, they already had the group stage where they get their easy teams. The thing with City is that um, City have the talent to be able to beat a Real Madrid. There's no question about that. I think that right now, um, that's got to be the goal. I mean, aside from finishing top four again, um, which the competition's getting you know more and more for top four in the Premier League, but I think that definitely they have to throw everything they have at the Champions League. That's been the big thing about the big criticism of City. Yeah, They want everything and they can't win the Champions League. I think that City right now would focus more on the Premier League because at the beginning of the season they were have heavy uh, favorites 
for winning the Premier League, and now they're in like third or fourth place right now. Yeah, they definitely have had um, a rough go of things. Uh, but, you know, they're still, they're a very dangerous club. I mean, I wouldn't want to play them, uh, you know, any kind of elimination type uh, match. Um, th- yes, they can be beat. I mean, it's funny, we think this about them now just because uh, in years past they were just such a dynamic force, you know, setting all sorts of records. Um, you know, they are beatable, but they're still a fantastic club and they can still score a ton of goals on you. And uh, that's, you know, without that. I, um, I think that City uh, right now, I think right now, if an elimination game, especially Champions League, I think it's based on how their form is in Premier League and all their games that they've been playing because uh, when they ever lose a game, they usually end up the next game. Even though they're trying to fight back for a win, they usually, that losing feelings in them and they keep that going. But then I think that if they get a win out of that... If they beat Real Madrid in two legs, I think that they could definitely carry momentum into the... Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. I, I think that if if I'm uh, Pep Guardiola, um, I'm throwing everything I can at the Champions League because, let's be honest, Manchester City can definitely win the Champions League. There is no question. The Premier League's you, a little, though. Well, the Premier League, there are just so many points beyond Liverpool. But here's the question. When you're talking about just playing two matches at a time, right, up until the final, yeah. the finals, uh, City, honestly, you have to say that you, you, you might fancy City against anyone. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that was my Champions League winners at the start of the season, yeah. I thought. Uh, you know, anyone they play against, and yet there are some really quality clubs. But, I mean, I think that given that level of talent um, over two games, and Pep is a great manager, so there's no question they'll be prepared... Um, I think they can win. And here's the other thing that uh, with the Champions League. You've got one matchup which could make all the difference. You've got the Atlanta-Valencia, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of those two clubs is going to advance. And when one of those two clubs advances, um, you're going to have a chance, if you win the first round of the knockout, you're going to have a chance of drawing either Valencia or Atalanta. And now, yeah. this is no offense to Valencia or Atalanta. Both are quality clubs. But here's the thing. If you draw with would them. You, would, you rather, would you rather end up... Like, for example, look at some of the other sort of things. You've got City and Real Madrid. One of those two is going forward. Do you want to play either of them? No. Okay. Uh, you've got... Uh, what is it? Liverpool and, and, and Atletico. Do you want to play either of them? Bayern-Chelsea. Bayern-Chelsea. Do you really want to play either of them? Uh, who, who's playing Napoli? Uh, is Barcelona. It, Barcelona-Napoli. I mean... Do you really want to play either any of those clubs? Whoever, Wouldn't you rather play? I think whoever uh, win, wins Atlanta versus Valencia game, I think even especially Atlanta after sometimes that I've seen them, uh, I think whoever gets that might have a trip to the semifinals if uh, if they could end up drawing them. Yeah. And the team that I think if Manchester City, if Manchester City get in front of uh, Real Madrid, I think that they will be the ones that will draw one of those two. Because I feel like they'll just get that lucky draw. Yeah. Seven now, semifinals. remember, in the next round, you can finally start playing against teams in your own. In your own. So, so now, Liverpool, Man City, right? You could have Tottenham, a, you could Chelsea. have a, uh, yeah, you could have Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea playing one another. So yeah. there's that. Um, you know, likewise, you could have a, a, a Barcelona Real. Yeah. Um, 
you know, it, it yeah. depends. I mean, on the one hand, it's fantastic. You want those kinds of, of high-playing games, um, you know, good competition. But at the same time, you almost want to see some of these teams get farther in because you, you, you don't want... You know, it, it kind of stinks right now that you're going to have either Real or Manchester City knocked out this early in the competition. But at the same time, hey, isn't that what the competition's all about? Yeah. Yeah, so let's head back into the Premier League a little. Okay. So uh, let's think about Arsenal right now doing mediocre after <laughs> getting... <laughs> you're being very generous about that. Mediocre. After uh, getting um, Unai Emery fired, things have, they thought things might go up. Things have still gone down. Uh, their uh, new um, caretaker, manager, has not been doing good. He is... Uh, he, he, I think they've uh, lost two and tied one or something out of his last like three games. Yeah. So I think that they need to soon get a, um, a new coach that could reset the team and get them fired back up to try to get push for a, a top six finish, top four finish. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to get top four, but <clears throat> definitely Europe League. But I don't, yeah, I, I don't know the top four is even a dream right now with Arsenal, and I'll be honest with you, top six is probably going to be difficult. Um, what I will say is this, there's two things. Number one, um, you know, the, the rumor mill says that a lot of the top managers out there that are available yeah. are yeah. hesitant because um, the word is that people don't feel that uh, the Arsenal management, the, the, the ownership, is going to give them the uh, means to succeed, the, the resources yeah. they need. Arsenal's, um, uh, their management, they need to get, go out and tell the top coaches that they are willing to spend and they need to be willing to spend some yeah. money on some new players. Arsenal definitely need a significant amount of, of buying. They need a lot of rebuilding right now. Um, offensively, they're looking good, but... I mean, midfield defense is just looking uh, shambolic. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I want to say, you know, for all the Arsenal guys that were running around with the Wenger out, Wenger must go, you know. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. I understand his last couple of years were rough. But that man led Arsenal to 20 straight years of Champions League football. Meanwhile, winning a couple league titles. Won a couple league titles. And... And yeah, and the Cubs and had an undefeated season with the Invincibles. So you can say what you want about him, and, and you know maybe his time had passed. But I mean, I think that it's really um, it, it's really something for Arsenal fans right now and supporters of the club to look at things and be like, well, you know, it's uh, sometimes be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay, so let's head to Everton Mo mid table more mid-table um, club. So they have, with their new um, caretaker, uh, Ferguson, beating um, Chelsea 3-1 to and uh, tying 1-1 to against, uh, who was it again? They tied? I don't know, but they definitely tied. And the thing about Moise, Moise Kane, uh, so they took him off in this, they took him in 70th minute, they subbed him in, and then they said, he said, Alex, no, not, not Alex, but Ferguson, they said that he, um, wasn't in the game, and they took him out in the 89th minute. Do you think that was right of them to take him out? I don't think it was, but. No, I mean, well, 
first of all, he only got in for 19 minutes, so, and also, there's basically the end of the game, why would, and you're racing a sub, so. Um, well, again, from what I read, um, you know, uh, first of all, the one-to-one with uh, Everton was against Manchester United, um, and they were winning until late, uh, and then United scored, I had to come back. The second of all, though, I, it's up to the manager to decide whether a guy is really uh, able to keep up with the pace. Now, what I read uh, on a couple of the sites was that Ferguson um, uh, did not believe that he was keeping up with the pace of the match. Um, I, I can't, again, you know, I wasn't there. I, I didn't see him in practice. I didn't see him in the game. I wasn't watching the game. But I cannot speak about that. Only the manager can. And I agree. Listen, on the surface of it, it does seem like a waste of uh, a substitution. But on the other hand, um, listen, if a guy if a guy's not clicking, exactly, number one, we're not managing club. Number two, if a guy's not clicking, why would you want to keep him in there? Why would you want to keep him, uh, you know, playing? Um, also... Uh, do you think he, right after that, and we'll talk about him and his morale, he walked right after that, he walked right off the pitch, ready? He went past his own team's bench, didn't even do anything there. He walked right to the locker room. Well, you know what? The players get emotional. His um, frustration, you can see. I'm sure he was frustrated. Um, you know, we don't know. Maybe something was not clicking. Maybe something was wrong. Maybe there was something that was... You know, that, that he was trying to uh no no not between them two i'm saying maybe maybe there was something going on and and he was trying to push it and play and then the manager realized he couldn't do it and and took him out um i don't know I, again i'm not privy to what's going on in the everton you know locker room i'm sure we're going to hear more as the days go by uh about what actually happened there but you know, again, at the end of the day, it's the manager's position to make those calls. Mm-hmm. So let's go down to the bottom of the table, uh, shall we? So um, what about, let's just do bottom of the table, Watford. People think, oh, they'll get top, maybe they could push for top 10. You know, maybe they could even push Europa League after last year. And uh, that seems like a joke now. Because yeah, it's a funny old game, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just, and it really, it's a great example of how, you know, some clubs, I remember not too long ago with Southampton, you know, that was being talked about as a perennial, you know, European competition club. I mean, Watford, Watford have had their issues. I mean, like, the thing with Southampton was they had good players, but they just sold them all. Well. It was Watford... They have actually they don't have bad players. They don't have relegation zone. I don't think they have championship players, relegation zone players. But I think that even if they do go down, they could probably come right back up into the. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you that with um with Watford, I don't know that they're relegation zone material. But at the same time, um, you know, listen, no one's ever relegation zone material until they are. Okay, yep, I mean, about the only club that I can say fully that I thought for like three years in a row was Sunderland. Yep. And with mm-hmm. Sun- the Black Cats. Now they're in League One. Yeah, but I mean, like, there were, there were three years in a row where I was sure they were going down, and then miraculously they managed to keep themselves from going down. Um, and finally, though, you know, you, you can get lucky for a while. You can ride the yeah. string of luck, but eventually the quality 
um, you know, or lack that of thereof catches up to you and, and they went down. So I don't know with Wofford. I mean, look, if they go down, I guess we'll just have to shrug our shoulders and say, well, it wasn't their year. I mean, sometimes you have a bad run of things. You could be a good club, but have a bad run of things. Or you, not so much a good club, you could be a, you know, you could be a club that doesn't deserve to get relegated. But if you have a bad run of things, you might just fall into a point where you can't get out of. Um, so, let's talk about the promoted teams, newly promoted. Let's talk about how they're doing. First of all, Sheffield United, surprised with them. They are, they're basically around the 10th area, 12, 10, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere there. How do you think they're going? So far, I think they will go. Um, I think that they've got a club full of energy. They're playing under an inspired manager who is himself a Sheffield United supporter from from ways back. Um, I I think Sheffield have a, a you know a real a joy in their step, um, and I, I I think that they'll definitely avoid relegation. Which of course for all promoted teams, that's goal number one. Before anything else, goal number one is don't go right back down because. It happens too often. You want to stay up, start getting that sweet, sweet Premier League TV money so that you can go out there and start buying players. And in order to do that, you need to spend a year or two in the Premier League where you can start buying players and where the players start feeling that you can, you know, you're, you're not going to go right back down. Yep. So uh, let's go to Aston Villa. Aston Villa right now, relegation zone, not quite, I don't think they're quite in the relegation I think 16, 17, maybe even 18, but they're, um, I think personally, I think that they just need to stay up. I think it'll be a hard fought battle for them. They do have quality players. I thought at the beginning of the season, Aston Villa had a better squad than Sheffield. I think it's just right now that Sheffield's playing better. They have more, um, their morale will boost them to do better. And I think, yeah, Aston Villa is not, just not getting there. For some reason. Well, I don't know. I mean, Aston Villa have a decent enough squad. Um, you know, the question is just going to be, um, you know, who else who else ends up having a bad enough time? Now, I mean, you know, usually you expect at least one, maybe two of the promoted teams to go back down. Um, this year, because of the terrible play of Watford, uh, they're certainly in danger. So there's only two um, more spots. You know, so if they end up being there, there's only two spots. Now, uh, Aston Villa, I don't know. I really, it's questionable. They could go down, but it really brings us to the third team, right? The third recently promoted team, that's, which is Norwich. Yep, that's for me. I think they're they're gonna be one of the spot. I think start of season. I I know you thought that just because of their goals they would get it, but recently they haven't been scoring the goals, and defensively no. they've been letting the goals in, yeah. which means that it's not gonna work out for them. Yeah, I was basing that also upon uh, following them a bit in the championship last year. And, yeah, I know it's it's very different because the championship is not the Premier League and the level of defense in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And guys can score 40 goals yep. in championship and then come up to the Premier League and have 10 yeah. goals. So, Team Y, uh, Pookie, at the beginning of the season, seven goals in, like, four matches. Yeah. People were crazy about him. And now he's dropped off a little bit. Well, because, you know what, the defenses start watching film. They start getting used to guys. They start realizing how to play guys. You know, it's easy to first come up there. Games, he, he hasn't yeah. played in the Premier League ever. First couple of games, he scored a lot. I mean, I still think he's a very good player. I still think that New, that New, that Norwich have that, that firepower. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, the bottom line is that 
that with all of these relegation level teams, they're not going to beat the top teams. Okay, they're not going to beat you know your cities, either of them right now. Your Chelsea, United, whatever. Um, but you have to beat the teams in the lower half of the table. If you tie or lose to like a Newcastle, if you tie or lose to an Aston Villa, you know, if you tie or lose to a Southampton, um, that's not going to end well for you. Okay, it's not. It's not going to end well. Yep. Okay. So that for now wraps up this episode. I didn't want to drag it too long. I think this is probably a good amount of time. You could tell me if you think it's too long or too short. So that is it. Uh, if you like being uh, me being talking with my dad as two people, uh, just tell me. And thank you for watching and bye-bye. Hi guys, this is Dante Ascettino and Dante's Premier League updates. And today I am here with my dad, uh, Anthony Ascettino. Say hi. Hello. Uh, so today we will be um, doing the Premier League and um, we will be talking about all the Premier League and how they are doing. So I'm going to start us off with the league leaders Liverpool undefeated. What are your thoughts on them? Well, I, I think it's very obvious right now that Liverpool, I mean, they are the team to beat. There's yeah. no question about that. And with City's re, with Manchester City, because now that Leicester City have uh, have made a run at things, you can't just say City anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that with Manchester City being the only team that's really seen as, as competition with them uh, faltering. Um, I, you know, this is... This is without question Liverpool's to lose. It was last year, and then City went on, you know, a, what was it, a, a 200-game winning streak. Or, it seemed like that. Yeah. Um, but this year, Liverpool are just looking Manchester way City too good. Manchester City would have to win 18 games in a row to prob- to take over Liverpool. Oh, yeah, and to, and uh, Liverpool would have to lose as well. Yeah, lose some of the yeah. games. Yeah, could, couldn't, if, they, if they win, that's great, but if Liverpool keep winning, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Hmm? Do you think uh, Brendan Rodgers on uh, Le- Leicester City will um, keep them in a Champions League space or challenge for the title? Well, that's a great question, and I think that right now we're about, you know, halfway done with the season. Um, I think it's going to be tough. Um, the advantage that Leicester has is that they're not really playing um, a whole lot of other matches, unlike uh, pretty, pretty much everyone else in that grouping, uh, in, in the top six. But um, with Rodgers, I th- I've always felt that Rodgers is an excellent coach. He was a great coach when yeah, he was I at mean, Liverpool. Like, he, 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 was, uh, once, he was one step away from... Uh, winning the title, one slip away. One slip away, literally, yeah, you know, with Gerard. Um, no, I think that he's going to do great with Leicester. I think it's going to be very interesting to see in January yeah. what type of moves Leicester I make. Think they need to sign <clears throat> some um, backup players to get their depth. For fit. depth, yep. I, the I Champions agree. League, they're going to be playing domestic cups. Well, Premier League right, and, and that's, that's for next year. Yeah. I'm really concerned about this year. Are they going to? Yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, Jamie Vardy uh, is there's, just yeah, lights out scoring. Still in the Carabao Cup and the uh, yeah. FA Cup. Um, you know, again, I don't think anyone's catching Liverpool at this point, but I do think that Leicester City can absolutely make a top uh, four finish if they if they pick up some guys in January and if they really make a run. Would in it. you think that Liverpool would now focus, even though they still have to focus on the Premier League? 
if they were to focus on the Champions League a little more, maybe get try to win that because they're already had in the Premier League, would they um like focus a little more on the Champions League? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the thing is, and this has always been the big concern, you know, the thing is that um, with uh, Liverpool, if they go up by that many, um, you know, points, they can kind of coast through a couple of games because there are going to be a bunch of games that they could play against lower seeded teams, you know, teams that are in the bottom half of the Premier League where they could probably rest guys. They can rest Mane, they can rest the Salah, uh, you know, they can rest of Van Dyke um, and still make a run. I think that right now Klopp has to be thinking that it's a very possible double. Okay. I think that the double is definitely within his sights, um, you know, and, and he's going to make a run for it and, and he should, and Liverpool should. Uh, for Pep Guardiola, for Pep Guardiola in Manchester city. Yeah. Do you, what do you think after these amount of games is their goal for the rest of the season? And, <clears throat> The Premier League, domestic cups, and Champions League, for that matter. Well, they were unfortunate drawing Real Madrid in the Champions League I because think they could still maybe. Win. <clears throat> oh no, they could. They definitely can. I mean, listen. I, I, I let me say. They usually draw easy teams. Um, uh, they usually do. Well, they already had the group stage where they get their easy teams. The thing with City is that, um, City have the talent to be able to beat a Real Madrid. There's no question about that. I think that right now. Um, that's got to be the goal. I mean, aside from finishing top four again, um, which the competition's getting, you know, more and more for top four in the Premier League. But I think that definitely they have to throw everything they have at the Champions League. That's been the big thing about the big criticism of City. Yeah. They want everything. They can't win the Champions League. I think that City right now would focus more on the Premier League because at the beginning of the season, they were have heavy uh, favorites for winning the Premier League, and now they're in, like, third or fourth place right now. Yeah, they definitely have had um, a rough go of things. Uh, but, you know, they're still... They're a very dangerous club. I mean, I wouldn't want to play them, uh, you know, any kind of elimination-type uh, match. Um, th- yes, they can be beat. I mean, it's funny. We think this about them now just because uh, in years past they were just such a dynamic force, you know, setting all sorts of records... Um, you know, they are beatable, but they're still a fantastic club and they can still score a ton of goals on you. And, uh, that's, you know, without that, I, I, um, I think that city, uh, right now, I think right now, if an elimination game, especially champions league, I think it's based on how their form is in premier league and all their games that they've been playing, because, uh, when they ever lose a game, they usually end up the next game. Even though they're trying to fight back for a win, they usually that losing feelings in them, and they keep that going. But then, I think that if they get a win out of that, if they beat Real Madrid in two legs, I think that they could definitely carry momentum into the. Oh yeah, there's no question about that. I I think that if if I'm uh, Pep Guardiola, um, I'm throwing everything I can at the Champions League because let's be honest, Manchester City can. Definitely win the Champions League. There is no question. The Premier League's you, a little, though. Well, the Premier League, there are just so many points beyond Liverpool. But here's the question. When you're talking about just playing two matches at a time, right, up until the final, yeah. the finals, 
City, honestly, you have to say that you 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 might fancy City against anyone. I mean, yeah, yeah that was my Champions League winners at the start of the season. Yeah, I thought. Uh, you know, anyone they play against, and yet there are some really quality clubs. But I mean, I think that given that level of talent um, over two games, and Pep is a great manager, so there's no question they'll be prepared. Um, I think they can win. And here's the other thing that uh, with the Champions League, you've got one matchup which could make all the difference. You've got the Atlanta-Valencia, right? Mm -hmm. Now, one of those two clubs is going to advance. And when one of those two clubs advances, um, you're going to have a chance, if you win the first round of the knockout, you're going to have a chance of drawing either Valencia or Atlanta. And now, this is no offense to Valencia or Atlanta. Both are quality clubs. But here's the thing. If you draw with them... Would you rather? Would you rather end up like, for example, look at some of the other sort of things? You've got City and Real Madrid. One of those two is going forward. Do you want to play either of them? No. Okay. Uh, you've got uh, what Liverpool, is it? Liverpool Atletico. And, and, and Atletico. Do you want to play either of them? Bayern Chelsea. Bayern Chelsea. Do you really want to play Dortmund, either of them? Uh, uh, who, who's playing Napoli? Uh, is Barcelona. Barcelona Napoli. I mean, do you really want to play either any of those clubs? Whoever, Wouldn't you rather play? I think whoever win, wins Atlanta versus Valencia game. I think even, especially Atlanta, after sometimes that I've seen them, uh, I think whoever gets that might have a trip to the semifinals if, uh, if they could end up drawing them. Yeah. And the team that I think, if Manchester City, if Manchester City get in front of uh, Real Madrid, I think that they will be the ones that will draw one of those two because I feel like they'll just get that lucky draw. Yeah. Seven now, semifinals. remember, in the next round, you can finally start playing against teams in your own. In your own. So, so now, Liverpool, Man City, right? You could have Tottenham, a. You could Chelsea. have a. Uh, yeah, you could have Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea playing one another. So yeah. there's that. Um, you know, likewise, you could have a, a, a Barcelona Real. Yeah. Um, you know, it it depends. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, it's fantastic. You want those kinds of of high playing games. Um, you know, good competition, but at the same time. You almost want to see some of these teams get farther in because you, you, you don't want... You know, it, it kind of stinks right now that you're going to have either Real or Manchester City knocked out this early in the competition. But at the same time, hey, isn't that what the competition's all about? Yeah. Yeah, so let's head back into the Premier League a little. Okay. So uh, let's think about Arsenal right now doing mediocre after <laughs> getting... <laughs> you're being very generous about that. Mediocre. After uh, getting... Um, Unai Emery fired. Things have they thought things might go up. Things have still gone down. Uh, their uh, new um, caretaker manager has not been doing good. He is uh, lo- he, he. I think they've uh, lost two and tied one or something out of his last like three games. Yeah. So I think that they need to soon get a um, a new coach that could reset the team. And get get them fired back up to try to get push for a, a top six finish, top four finish. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna get top four, but <clears throat> definitely Europa League. But I don't. Yeah, I I don't know that top four is even a dream right now with Arsenal. And I'll be honest with you, top six is probably going to be difficult. Um, what I will say is this: there's two things. Number one, um, you know the the rumor mill says that a lot of the top managers out there that are available yeah. are yeah. hesitant because um, the word is that people don't feel that 
of the Arsenal management, the, the, the ownership, is going to give them the uh, means to succeed, the, the resources they I need. Arsenal's, Ar- um, uh, their management, they need to get, go out and tell the top coaches that they are willing to spend and they need to be willing to spend some yeah. money on some new players. Arsenal definitely need a significant amount of, of buying. They need a lot of rebuilding right now. Um, offensively, they're looking good, but I mean, midfield defense is just looking uh, shambolic. And you know, the other thing too that I want to say, you know, for all the Arsenal guys that were running around with the Wenger out, Wenger must go. You know, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. I understand his last couple of years were rough, but that man led Arsenal to 20 straight years of Champions League football. Meanwhile, winning a couple league titles. Won a couple league titles and the the Cubs and had an undefeated season with the Invincibles. So you can say what you want about him. And, and, you know, maybe his time had passed, but, I mean, I think that it's really really something for Arsenal fans right now and supporters of the club to look at things and be like, well, you know, it's uh, sometimes... Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay, so let's head to Everton more mid-table, more mid-table um, club. So they have with their new um, caretaker uh, Ferguson beating um, Chelsea three to one and uh, tying one to one against uh, who was it again? They tied. I don't know, but they definitely tied. And the thing about Moise, Moise Kane, uh, so they took him off in this, they took him in 70th minute, they subbed him in, and then they said, he said, Alex, no, not, not Alex, but Ferguson, they said that he, um, wasn't in the game, and they took him out in the 89th minute. Do you think that was right of them to take him out? I don't think it was, but. No, I mean, well. (sighs) First of all, he only got in for 19 minutes, so. And also, it's basically the end of the game. Why would and you're racing a sub, so. Um. Well, again, from what I read, um, you know, uh, first of all, the one to one with uh, Everton was against Manchester United, um, and they were winning until late, uh, and then United scored. I had to come back. But the second of all, though, I, it's up to the manager to decide whether a guy is really uh, able to keep up with the pace. Now, what I read. Uh, on a couple of the sites, was that um, uh, Ferguson did not believe that he was keeping up with the pace of the match. Um, I I can't again. You know, I wasn't there. I I didn't see him in practice. I didn't see him in the game. I wasn't watching the game. But I cannot speak about that. Only the manager can. And I agree. Listen, on the surface of it, it does seem like a waste of uh, a substitution. But, on the other hand, um, listen, oh, if a guy if a guy's not clicking, exactly, number one, we're not managing a club, number two, if a guy's not clicking, why would you want to keep him in there? Why would you want to keep him, uh, you know, playing? Um, also, uh, do you think he, right after them, we'll talk about him and his morale, he walked right after that, he walked right off the pitch, ready? He went... Passed his own team's bench, didn't even do anything there. He walked right to the locker room. Well, you know what? The players get emotional. His um, frustration, you can see. I'm sure he was frustrated. Um, you know, we don't know. Maybe something was not clicking. Maybe something was wrong. Maybe there was something that was 
Between you, them that, two. that he was trying to. Uh, no, no, not between them two. I'm saying maybe, maybe there was something going on, and and he was trying to push it and play, and then the manager realized he couldn't do it, and and took him out. Um, I don't know. I, again, I'm not privy to what's going on in the Everton you know locker room. I'm sure we're going to hear more as the days go by uh, about what actually happened there. But, you know, again, at the end of the day, it's the manager's position to make those calls. Mm-hmm. So let's go down to the bottom of the table, uh, shall we? So um, what about, let's just do bottom of the table, Watford. People think, oh, they'll get top, maybe they could push for top 10. You know, maybe they could even push for Europa League after last year. <laughs> And uh, that seems like a joke now, because yeah, it's a funny old game, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just, and it really, it's a great example of how you know some clubs. I remember not too long ago with Southampton, you know, that was being talked about as a perennial, you know, European competition club. I mean, Watford, Watford have had their issues. I mean, like the thing with Southampton was they had good players, but they just sold them all. Oh. It will Watford. They have actually they don't have bad players. They don't have relegation zone. I don't think they have championship players, relegation zone players. But I think that even if they do go down, they could probably come right back up into the. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you that with um with Watford, I don't know that they're relegation zone material. But at the same time, um, you know, listen, no one's ever relegation zone material until they are. Okay. Yep, I mean, about the only club that I can say fully that I thought for like three years in a row was Sunderland. Yeah. And with some, the Black Cats. Now they're in League One. Yeah, but I mean, like there were there were three years in a row where I was sure they were going down, and then miraculously they managed to keep themselves from going down. Um, and finally, though, you know, you you can get lucky for a while. You can ride the yeah. string of luck, but eventually, the quality. Um, you know, or lack that of thereof catches up to you and, and they went down. So I don't know with Wofford. I mean, look, if they go down, I guess we'll just have to shrug our shoulders and say, well, it wasn't their year. I mean, sometimes you have a bad run of things. You could be a good club, but have a bad run of things. Or you, not so much good club, you could be a, you know, you could be a club that doesn't deserve to get relegated. But if you have a bad run of things, you might just fall into a point where you can't get out of. Um... So, let's talk about the promoted teams, newly promoted. Let's talk about how they're doing. First of all, Sheffield United, surprised with them. They are, they're basically around the 10th area, 12, 10, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere there. How do you think they're going so far? How do you think they will go? Um, I think that they've got a club full of energy. They're playing under an inspired manager who is himself a Sheffield United supporter from, from ways back. Um. I think Sheffield have a, a you know a real a joy in their step, um, and I, I I think that they'll definitely avoid relegation, which of course for all promoted teams, that's goal number one. Before anything else, goal number one is don't go right back down because it happens too often. You want to stay up, start getting that sweet sweet Premier League TV money, so that you can go out there and start buying players. And in order to do that, you need to spend a year or two in the Premier League where you can start buying players and where the players start feeling that you can, you know, you're, you're not going to go right back down. Yep. So uh, let's go to Aston Villa. Aston Villa right now, relegation zone, not quite, I don't think they're quite in the relegation. 
I think 16, 17, maybe even 18, but they're, um, I think, personally, I think that they just need to stay up. I think it'll be a hard-fought battle for them. They do have quality players. I thought at the beginning of the season, Aston Villa had a better squad than Sheffield. I think it's just right now that Sheffield's playing better. They have more, um, their morale will boost them to do better. And I think, yeah, Aston Villa is not just not getting there for some reason. Well, I don't know. I mean, Aston Villa have a decent enough squad. Um, you know, the question is just going to be, um, you know, who else who else ends up having a bad enough time? Now, I mean, you know, usually you expect at least one, maybe two of the promoted teams to go back down. Um, this year, because of the terrible play of Watford, uh, they're certainly in danger. So there's only two um, spots. You know, so if they end up being there, there's only two spots. Now, uh, Aston Villa, I don't know. I really, it's questionable. They could go down. But it really brings us to the third team, right? The third recently promoted team, that's, which is Norwich. Yep, that's for me. I think they're they're going to be one of the spots. I think start of season, I, I know you thought that just because of their goals they would get it, but recently they haven't been scoring the goals, and defensively no. they've been letting the goals in, yeah. which means that it's not going to work out for them. Yeah, I was basing that also upon uh, following them a bit in the championship last year. And, yeah, I know it's it's very different because the championship is not the Premier League and the level of defense in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And guys can score 40 goals yep. in championship and then come up to the Premier League and have 10 goals. Yeah. So, Team Y, uh, Pookie, at the beginning of the season, seven goals in, like, four matches. Yeah. People were crazy about him. And now he's dropped off a little bit. Well, because, you know what, the defenses start watching film. They start getting used to guys. They start realizing... How to play, guys? You know, it's easy to first come up there. Of games. He he hasn't yeah. played in the Premier League ever. First couple of games, he scored a lot. I mean, I still think he's a very good player. I still think that new that that Norwich have that that firepower. Um, but it's it's you know, I mean, the bottom line is that that with all of these relegation level teams, they're not going to beat the top teams. Okay, they're not going to beat you know your cities. Either of them right now. Chelsea, United, whatever. Um, But you have to beat the teams in the lower half of the table. If you tie or lose to, like, a Newcastle, if you tie or lose to an Aston Villa, you know, if you tie or lose to a Southampton, um, that's not going to end well for you, okay? It's not. It's not going to end well. Yep. Okay. So that, for now, wraps up this episode. I didn't want to drag it too long. I think this is... Probably a good amount of time. You could tell me if you think it's too long or too short. So that is it. Uh, if you like being uh, me being talking with my dad as two people, uh, just tell me. And thank you for watching, and bye-bye. Hi, guys. This is Dante Aschettino and Dante's Premier League updates. And r- today I am here with my dad, uh, Anthony Aschettino. Say hi. Hello. Uh, so today we will be um, doing the Premier League and um, we will be talking about all the Premier League and how they're doing. So I'm going to start us off with the league leaders, Liverpool, undefeated. What are your thoughts on them? Well, I, I think it's very obvious right now that Liverpool, I mean, they are the team to beat. There's yeah. no question about that. And with cities re- with Manchester City, because now that Leicester City... Have uh, have made a run at things. You can't just say City anymore. 
Um, I did that with Manchester City being the only team that's really seen as as competition with them uh, faltering. Um, I you know this is this is without question Liverpool's to lose. It was last year, and then City went on. You know uh, what was it a, a two hundred game winning streak? Or, it seemed like that. Yeah. Um, but this year Liverpool are just looking Manchester way City too good. Manchester City would have to win eighteen games in a row. To prob- to take over Liverpool. Oh yeah, and to, and Liverpool would have to lose as well. Yeah, lose some of the yeah. games. Yeah, could couldn't if they if they win, that's great. But if Liverpool keep winning, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. Hmm? Do you think uh, Brendan Rodgers on uh, Leicester City will um, keep them in a Champions League space or challenge for the title? Well, it's a great question, and I think that right now we're about you know halfway done with the season. Um, I think it's going to be tough. Um, the advantage that Leicester has is that they're not really playing um, a whole lot of other matches, unlike uh, pretty, pretty much everyone else in that grouping uh, in, in the top six. But um, with Rodgers, I th- I've always felt that Rodgers is an excellent coach. He was a great coach when yeah, he was I at mean, Liverpool. Like, he, 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 was, uh, once, he was one step away from... Uh, winning the title one slip away. One um, slip away, literally, yeah. you know, with Gerard. Um, no, I think that he's going to do great with Leicester. I think it's going to be very interesting to see in January yeah. what type of moves Leicester I make. Think they need to sign <clears throat> some um, backup players to get their depth. For good. depth, yep. I, the I Champions agree. League, they're going to be playing domestic cups. Well, Premier League. Right, and, and um, that's, that's for next year. Yeah. I'm really concerned about this year. Are they going to? Yeah, what are they going to do? I mean, Jamie Vardy uh, is just lights out scoring. The Carabao Cup and the uh, FA Cup. Um, You know, again, I don't think anyone's catching Liverpool at this point, but I do think that Leicester City can absolutely make a top uh, four finish if they if they pick up some guys in January and if they really make a run. Would you think that Liverpool would now focus, even though they still have to focus on the Premier League? If they were to focus on the Champions League a little more, maybe get try to win that because they're already had in the Premier League. Would they um like focus a little more on the Champions League right now? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I think the thing is, and this has always been the big concern, you know, the thing is that um, with uh Liverpool, if they go up by that many um you know points they can kind of coast through a couple of games because there are going to be a bunch of games that they could play against lower-seeded teams, you know, teams that are in the bottom half of the Premier League where they could probably rest guys. They can rest Mane, they can rest Salah, uh, you know, they can rest Van Dyke um, and still make a run. I think that right now Klopp has to be thinking that it's a very possible double, okay? I think that the double is definitely within his sights. Um, you know, and, and he's going to make a run for it, and and he should, and Liverpool should. Uh, for Pep Guardiola, and, for Pep Guardiola and Manchester City, yeah. Do you, what do you think after these amount of games is their goal for the rest of the season in the Premier League, domestic cups, and Champions League, for that matter? Well, they were unfortunate drawing Real Madrid in the Champions League I because think they could still maybe. Win. <clears throat> oh no, they could. They definitely can. I mean, listen, I, 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 let me say... They usually draw easy teams. Um, they usually do. Well, they already have the group stage where they get their easy teams. The thing with City is that um, City have the talent to be able to beat a Real Madrid. There's no question about that. I think that right now, 
Um, that's got to be the goal. I mean, aside from finishing top four again, um, which the competition's getting, you know, more and more for top four in the Premier League. But I think that definitely they have to throw everything they have at the Champions League. That's been the big thing about the big criticism of City. Yeah. They want everything they can't win the Champions League. I think that City right now would focus more on the Premier League because at the beginning of the season they were have heavy uh, favorites for winning the Premier League. And now they're in like third or fourth place right now. Yeah, they definitely have had um, a rough go of things. Uh, but, you know, they're still... They're a very dangerous club. I mean, I wouldn't want to play them, uh, you know, any kind of elimination type uh, match. Um, Yes, they can be beat. I mean, it's funny. We think this about them now just because uh, in years past, they were just such a dynamic force, you know, setting all sorts of records. Um, You know, they are beatable, but they're still a fantastic club and they can still score a ton of goals on you. And uh, that's, you know, without that. Um, I think that City, uh, right now, I think right now, if an elimination game, especially Champions League, I think it's based on how their form is in Premier League and all their games that they've been playing because, uh, when they ever lose a game, they usually end up the next game. Even though they're trying to fight back for a win, they usually, that losing feelings in them and they keep that going. But then I think that if they get a win out of that... If they beat Real Madrid in two legs, I think that they could definitely carry momentum into the... Oh, yeah, there's no question about that. I, I think that if if I'm uh, Pep Guardiola, um, I'm throwing everything I can at the Champions League because, let's be honest, Manchester City can definitely win the Champions League. There is no question. The Premier League's you, a little, though. Well, the Premier League, there are just so many points beyond Liverpool. But here's the question... When you're talking about just playing two matches at a time, right, up until the final, yeah. the finals, uh, City, honestly, you have to say that you, you, you might fancy City against anyone. I mean... Yeah, yeah, that was my Champions League winners at the start of the season. Yeah. I thought. Uh, you know, anyone they play against, and yeah, there are some really quality clubs, but I mean, I think that given that level of talent um, over two games, and Pep is a great manager, so there's no question they'll be prepared... Um, I think they can win. And here's the other thing that uh, with the Champions League. You've got one matchup which could make all the difference. You've got the Atlanta-Valencia, right? Mm-hmm. Now, one of those two clubs is going to advance. And when one of those two clubs advances, um, you're going to have a chance, if you win the first round of the knockout, you're going to have a chance of drawing either Valencia or Atalanta. And now, yeah. this is no offense to Valencia or Atalanta. Both are quality clubs. But here's the thing. If you draw with would them. You, would, you rather, would you rather end up, like, for example, look at some of the other the, sort of things. You've got City and Real Madrid. One of those two is going forward. Do you want to play either of them? No. Okay. Uh, you've got, uh, what is it, Liverpool and, and, and Atletico. Do you want to play either of them? Bayern, Chelsea. Bayern, Chelsea. Do you really want to play Dortmund, either of them? Uh, uh, who, who's playing Napoli? Uh, is Barcelona. It, Barcelona, Napoli. I mean, do you really want to play either any of those clubs? Whoever, Wouldn't you rather play? I think whoever uh, wins the Atlanta versus Valencia game, I think even especially Atlanta after <laughs> sometimes that I've seen them, uh, I think whoever gets that might have a trip to the semifinals if uh, if they could end up drawing them. Yeah. And the team that I think if Manchester City, if Manchester City get in front of uh, Real Madrid, I think that they will be the ones that will draw one of those two. 
because I feel like they'll just get that lucky draw. Yeah. Now, remember, in the next round, you can finally start playing against teams in your own. In your own. So, so now, City, right? You could have Tottenham, a. You could Chelsea. have a. Uh, yeah, you could have Liverpool, Man City, Tottenham, Chelsea playing one another. So yeah. there's that. Um, you know, likewise, you could have a, a, a Barcelona Real. Yeah. Um, you know, it it yeah. depends. I mean, on the one hand, it's fantastic. You want those kinds of of high playing games. Um, you know, good competition, but at the same time, you almost want to see some of these teams get farther in because you, you, you don't want, you know, it, it kind of stinks right now that you're going to have either Real or Manchester City knocked out this early in the competition. But at the same time, hey, isn't that what the competition's all about? Yeah. Yeah, so let's head back into the Premier League a little. Okay. So uh, let's think about Arsenal right now doing mediocre after <laughs> getting... <laughs> you're being very generous about that. <laughs> Mediocre. After uh, getting um, Unai Emery fired, things have, they thought things might go up. Things have still gone down. Uh, their uh, new um, caretaker, manager, has not been doing good. He is, uh, he, he, I think they've uh, lost two and tied one or something out of his last like three games. Yeah. So I think that they need to soon... Get a um, a new coach that could reset the team and get, get them fired back up to try to get push for a, a top six finish, top four finish. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna get top four, but <clears throat> definitely Europa League. But I don't. Yeah, I I don't know the top four is either a dream right now with Arsenal, and I'll be honest with you, top six is probably going to be difficult. Um, what I will say is this: there's two things. Number one, um, you know the the rumor mill says that a lot of the top managers out there that are available yeah. are yeah. hesitant because um, the word is that people don't feel that uh, the Arsenal management, the, the, the ownership, is going to give them the uh, means to succeed, the, the resources yeah. they need. Arsenal's, um, uh, their management, they need to get, go out and tell the top coaches that they are willing to spend and they need to be willing to spend some yeah. money on some new players. Arsenal definitely need a significant amount of, of buying. They need a lot of rebuilding right now. Um, offensively, they're looking good, but, I mean, midfield defense is just looking uh, shambolic. And, you know, the other thing, too, that I want to say, you know, for all the Arsenal guys that were running around with the Wenger out, Wenger must go... You know, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. I understand his last couple of years were rough. But that man led Arsenal to 20 straight years of Champions League football. Meanwhile, winning and, a couple league titles. And, won a couple of league titles and, and the Cups. And, yeah, and the Cups. And had an undefeated season with the Invincibles. So you can say what you want about him. And, and you know, maybe his time had passed. But, I mean, I think that it's really... Um, it's really something for Arsenal fans right now and supporters of the club to look at things and be like, well, you know, it's uh, sometimes be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Okay, so let's head to Everton Mo mid-table, more mid-table um, club. So they have, with their new um, caretaker, uh, Ferguson, beating um, Chelsea 3-1. to one. And uh, tying one to one against uh, who was it again? They tied. I don't know, but 
they definitely tied. And the thing about Moyes, Moyes Keane, uh, so they took him off in this, they took him in 70th minute, they subbed him in, and then they said, he said, Alex, no, not, not Alex, but Ferguson, they said that he, um, wasn't in the game, and they took him out in the 89th minute. Do you think that was right of them to take him out? I don't think it was, but. No, I mean, well. First of all, he only got in for 19 minutes, so, and also, it's basically the end of the game, why would, and you're racing a sub, so. Um, well, again, from what I read, um, you know, uh, first of all, the one-to-one with uh, Everton was against Manchester United, um, and they were winning until late, uh, and then United scored. I had to come back. The second of all, though, I, it's up to the manager to decide whether a guy is really uh, able to keep up with the pace. Now, what I read uh, on a couple of the sites was that Ferguson um, uh, did not believe that he was keeping up with the pace of the match. Um, I, I can't, again, you know, I wasn't there. I, I didn't see him in practice. I didn't see him in the game. I wasn't watching the game. But I cannot speak about that. Only the manager can. And I agree. Listen, on the surface of it, it does seem like a waste of uh, a substitution. But on the other hand, um, listen, oh, if a guy if a guy's not clicking, exactly, number one, we're not managing a club. Number two, if a guy's not clicking, why would you want to keep him in there? Why would you want to keep him, uh, you know, playing? Um, also... Uh, do you think he, right after them, we'll talk about him and his morale, he walked right after that, he walked right off the pitch, ready? He went past his own team's bench, didn't even do anything there. He walked right to the locker room. Well, you know what? The players get emotional. His um, frustration, you can see. I'm sure he was frustrated. Um, you know, we don't know. Maybe something was not clicking. Maybe something was wrong. Maybe there was something that was... You know, that two. that he was trying to uh no no not between them two I'm saying maybe maybe there was something going on and and he was trying to push it and play and then the manager realized he couldn't do it and and took him out um I don't know I, again I'm not privy to what's going on in the Everton you know locker room I'm sure we're going to hear more as the days go by uh about what actually happened there but you know, again, at the end of the day, it's the manager's position to make those calls. Mm-hmm. So let's go down to the bottom of the table, uh, shall we? So um, what about, let's just do bottom of the table, Watford. People think, oh, they'll get top, maybe they could push for top 10. You know, maybe they could even push Europa League after last year. And uh, that seems like a joke now. Yeah, it's a funny old game, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's just, and it really, it's a great example of how, you know, some clubs, I remember not too long ago was Southampton, you know, that was being talked about as a perennial, you know, European competition club. I mean, Watford, Watford have had their issues. I mean, like, the thing with Southampton was they had good players, but they just sold them all. Yeah. It was Watford... They have... Actually, they don't have bad players. They don't have relegation zone... I don't think they have championship players, relegation zone players. But I think that even if they do go down, they could probably come right back up into the... Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you that with um, with Wofford. I don't know that they're relegation zone material, but at the same time, um, you know, listen, no one's ever relegation zone material until they are. 
Okay. Yep, I mean, about the only club that I can say fully that I thought for like three years in a row was Sunderland. Yep. And with some, the Black Cats. Now they're in League One. Yeah, but I mean, like, there were there were three years in a row where I was sure they were going down, and then miraculously they managed to keep themselves from going down. Um, and finally, though, you know, you you can get lucky for a while. You can ride the yeah. string of luck, but eventually the quality, um, you know, or lack that of thereof catches up to you, and, and they went down, so... I don't know with Wofford. I mean, look, if they go down, I guess we'll just have to shrug our shoulders and say, well, it wasn't their year. I mean, sometimes you have a bad run of things. You could be a good club, but have a bad run of things. Or you, not so much a good club, you could be a, you know, you could be a club that doesn't deserve to get relegated. But if you have a bad run of things, you might just fall into a point where you can't get out of. Um, so let's talk about the promoted teams, newly promoted. Let's talk about how they're doing. First of all, Sheffield United, surprised with them. They are they're basically around the 10th area, 12, 10, I think, mm-hmm. somewhere there. How do you think they're going so far? How do you think they will go? Um, I think that they've got a club full of energy. They're playing under an inspired manager who is himself a Sheffield United supporter from, from ways back. Um, I, I think Sheffield have a, a, you know, a real a joy in their step. Um, and I, I, I think that they'll definitely avoid relegation, which, of course, for all promoted teams, that's goal number one. Before anything else, goal number one is don't go right back down because it happens too often. You want to stay up, start getting that sweet, sweet Premier League TV money so that you can go out there and start buying players. And in order to do that, you need to spend a year or two in the Premier League where you can start buying players and where the players start feeling that you can... You know, you're you're not gonna go right back down. Yep. So uh, let's go to Aston Villa. Aston Villa right now, relegation zone. Not quite. I don't think they're quite in the relegation. I think 16, 17, maybe even eighteenth. But they're um. I think personally, I think that they just need to stay up. I think it'll be a hard fought battle for them. They do have quality players. I thought at the beginning of the season, Aston Villa had a better squad than Sheffield. I think it's just right now that Sheffield's playing better. They have more, um, their morale will boost them to do better. And I think, yeah, Aston Villa is not, just not getting there for some reason. Well, I don't know. I mean, Aston Villa have a decent enough squad. Um, you know, the question is just going to be, um, you know, who else, who else ends up having a bad enough time? Now, I mean, you know, usually you expect at least one, maybe two of the promoted teams to go back down. Um, this year, because of the terrible play of Watford, uh, they're certainly in danger. So there's only two um, spots. You know, so if they end up being there, there's only two spots. Now, uh, Aston Villa, I don't know. I really, it's questionable. They could go down. But it really brings us to the third team, right? The third recently promoted team, that's, which is Norwich. Yep, that's for me. I think they're they're going to be one of the spots. I think start of season, I, I know you thought that just because of their goals they would get it, but recently they haven't been scoring the goals, and defensively no. they've been letting the goals in, yeah. which means that it's not going to work out for them. Yeah, I was basing that also upon uh, following them a bit in the championship last year. And, yeah, I know it's it's very different because the championship is not the Premier League and the level of defense in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And guys can score 40 goals. Yep. in championship, and then come up to the Premier League and have 10 goals. Yeah. So, Timo uh Puki, at the beginning of the season, seven goals in, like, 
four matches, yeah. people were crazy about him. And now he's dropped off a little bit. Well, because you know what? The defenses start watching film. They start getting used to guys. They start realizing how to play guys. You know, it's easy to First come up there. Games, he, he hasn't yeah. played in the Premier League ever. First couple of games, he scored a lot. I mean, I still think he's a very good player. I still think that New, that New, that Norwich have that, that firepower. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I mean, the bottom line is that that with all of these relegation-level teams, they're not going to beat the top teams, Okay. They're not going to beat, you know, your cities, either of them right now. Your Chelsea, United, whatever. Um, but you have to beat the teams in the lower half of the table. If you tie or lose to, like, a Newcastle, if you tie or lose to an Aston Villa, you know, if you tie or lose to a Southampton, um, that's not going to end well for you, okay? It's not. It's not going to end well. Yep. Okay. So that for now wraps up this episode. I didn't want to drag it too long. I think this is probably a good amount of time. You could tell me if you think it's too long or too short. So that is it. Uh, if you like being uh, me being talking with my dad as two people, uh, just tell me. And thank you for watching and bye-bye.